The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. His name is Carlin Isles and he calls himself the fastest man in rugby. In fact, he's so fast, he's hoping to qualify for the US track team at Tokyo 2020. Over 40 metres, he's clocked 4.13 seconds. Yeah, really fast. That's in addition to his goal of going to a second Olympic Games as part of the USA Rugby Sevens team. Andrew Binner caught up with Carlin to talk speed tactics, the USA Rugby bankruptcy, and getting better every day, despite the challenges of 2020. Olympic Channel Podcast. I know it's at stake if you let the mind wander, if you let life hinder you. There may be storms, it may be rainy, it may be snowing, it doesn't matter. Most people will drift off, they will stop, they will fold, they will go hibernate. And the thing is, you got to keep moving regardless of circumstances. Because when the sun shines, everything is cleared up. You want to be right on path. You want to be right where you need to be. Some people just drift off too far. And sometimes you drift off too far. This one is going to take you forever to get back to where you need to be. Or you may drift off too far where it's too late. So for me, I always keep the objective over the issue because I know how what's at stake. And most people act upon their feelings. The emotions, they're not, they fickle, they're not credible. So regardless of how I feel, I do. Because I know that what I'm getting out of it. So even when I don't feel like training, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to stay on course. It's it's sunny again and everything is good. Damn, I'm right where I need to be. It's important. Most people don't keep that discipline or keep that mindset and that perspective. And they just, they just roll with how they feel. And you can't do that. You just can't. And 2020, for, for a number of reasons around the world, has been, it's, we've, we've dealt with a lot of global problems this year. Um, and it's been a lot of issues. And you're, you're the fastest man in rugby, but there's even been some issues that, that we as a people, no one can outrun. How have you dealt with all these problems and issues? You know, with, with all the issues that's going on, you know, especially in the world, that you may, you may, you cannot run. You just got to deal with. It. You know, the main thing is you got to put things in the right perspective when it comes about anything and about life in general. Then you got to worry about okay, what can I control? What can I not control? Because in some people, I'm trying to worry about so many things that they can't control that it really bothers them. They put them in a bond. They get bitter. A lot of things will cause you to get bitter, and you cannot get bitter. You cannot because there's so many, um, there's so many, there's so much at, at stake when it comes to yourself. When you get bitter, you get mad. You start acting out. Um, you start doing things because you're bitter. You get mad. But this is going on. That's and sometimes you gotta learn how to have, um, you know, a, a loving and forgiving um, heart when it comes to certain things. Um, because if not you will carry that, and you're the one that's gonna be hurting more than the people that's even saying this, saying that, but these people don't know you, but you're carrying all this bondage around and you don't want that bitterness because now you start to, you know, feel some type of way or 
you you got to learn how to to deal with things in the right manner, in the right perspective. Um, stand for what you want to stand for, but also don't don't carry hate and, and and things like that. You know, in your in your heart, in your life, you can't. Regardless, you got to love, and and a forgiving and loving heart will go more than a, a vicious a hate. Someone who has so much hate in their heart because of everything that's going on just this is about perspective to me. And can you talk a little bit about the power of sport in this situation? Yeah. You know, the power of sport is big because it's, it's a lot of people watching around the world, probably the most watched ever. I mean, in anything, you know, people love sports. It, it brings people together. But at the same time, it's, 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 it's the way of life when it comes to a lot of things of, you know, of, of everybody's admired by people in, in the sporting industry. You know, people look up to so many people and, different type of sports. And that platform itself gives um, a, a platform to speak and, and to stand for, for things that you you want to stand for and, 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 make, and, and make known to, okay, I stand for this, I believe in this. And the sporting world um, grabs so many, so much attention to everybody in, in every um, culture, you know, um, because there's different types of, you know, black, white, Chinese, they, in sports there's, Every every denomination is, is is in sports. So, you know, for sports to stand up to, to things that what's right, um, it's it's big because you make a stand on what's right and what's wrong, regardless. There's no justification right and wrong. You can't justify. It. Right is right, wrong is wrong. During the lockdown, I know it's eased a little bit for you now, but um, you became something of an expert in turning your house into a gym, um, running yeah. upstairs and stuff like that. Uh, where did the motivation come from to train just as hard as you would usually, but inside your house on your own? So it was crazy for me because, you know, for me, when I was younger, I've always been somebody that found a way, you know, um, and it's, when the lockdown happened, it wasn't ordinary. For me. It wasn't nothing out of the ordinary because when I was younger, I, when if I didn't have the equipment or if I couldn't go here, I found a way. And, you know, I used to race school, like be up at five o'clock in the morning and I'd race hills, race the school bus up the hill. I'd be in my house, I'll run around like this, be in the mirror, I'll, I'll run the steps or I'll find a way to be able to be better. I always, because I was, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with getting better. I cannot. And no circumstances will allow me to stop doing that. I can't because it would eat me up. So when the lockdown happened, I said, okay, I'm gonna find a way. I always found a way. And it wasn't it was it was normal to me because I've all I've I've been in so many situations that that put me in a position to try to hinder me and I found a way to get out of it. And there's always for me, there's always a way. You just gotta find it. And did you ever have days where you woke up towards the end and were just like, I can't be bothered today? And if so, oh. how did you motivate yourself? Oh, my God. It was, it was a day um, I woke up, I was just like, man, this, I have nothing left. Like, I, I really had no desire to train, to desire for nothing. I didn't even want to play rugby. I was just like, I'm, I'm just sick of it. I, I really, I was just like, I'm just, I don't. I need a break. I just want to be done. I just, I didn't have no desire at all, at all, man. Like really no desire to train. I was just like, whatever. But then I put my principles and 
my my mindset of what you know, you know my objective voted issue, and I said, you know what, I know I feel this way. I know it's only temporary, but regardless of how I feel, I have to continue to do what's right, and that's continue to train. Um, and I did it because I knew that at the end of it, my feelings would eventually come back to you know being motivated and things like that. But I know that if I didn't, that I would when when the mind is cleared up, that I'll be um, you know what I'm far behind. I didn't train that day or these days, or I took a week or two weeks off. And sometimes it's okay to take a couple of days off to get your mind back right. But I knew this wouldn't last long, so I was like, you know what, I gotta stay on the path. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'll bite myself in the butt and I'll be in my head, be like, dang, you just missed out on getting better because you let your emotions get in the way. So I let I kept the objective over the issue and I just kept climbing. I talked myself into you know what you gotta do it, see, because if not, somebody else is training hard. Somebody else trying to take your spot. Somebody else is regardless of how they feel is doing it. And I and I continue to fuel me, and I just that's how that's our mindset. Now, I have, I have a, I have to have a good mindset, a warrior mindset, because I know how emotions and the mind works. And if you learn how to conquer that, you can conquer anything. You really can, because a lot of people don't. They really don't. They let the mind wander and and wander them to, to a place they don't want to be in. And do you do any kind of mental training, like visualization or meditation or mindfulness? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I, medit- I meditate here and there. I do like a deep breaths where I'm just I put myself in a position where I'm not thinking. I'm just always in the present, trying to be in the present. But a lot of times, uh, my mind training comes from just me thinking about being aware of my emotions and, and my thoughts and then directing. I think that's the best practice. You know, breathing and things like that help. Um, but for me, it's every day to be able to submit to the right things when the mind is all over the place. That's, that's a great practice, wonderful practice, and I, and I try to do that every day. At the end of March, USA Rugby filed for bankruptcy. It's yet another thing that Carlin refuses to let stand in the way of achieving his dream. It hasn't, you know, affected our training uh, there as, as a board and things like that. Yes, they're going through some things and trying to figure it out. But, you know, as players, it hasn't really affected us um, really at all. We can keep doing what we can control and what we can do, what we've been doing as a, as a, as a whole. Um, there may be changes and things like that, especially when it comes to staff. There's some things that they got to figure out because – of the financial situation, but other than that, players-wise, which I'm thankful about, um, we're, we're able to train and you know when we go back to training, go about things how normally we usually do. I'm happy about that. Are you guys at an advantage because being an Olympic sport, do you still have access to all the USA Olympic facilities that the 15 aside guys might not, and things like that? So you know, at this moment. Um, because you know of the COVID stuff, there is a lockdown on their state. Now their stages on the facility, which now that everybody's trying to, you know, you know people had to build gyms in the garage or go to this and go and, and go and do that, how to make way. 
the, the training center isn't fully, you know, there's stipulations and things like that that's kind of hindering us a little bit, which hopefully they can get that together because when, once we start training, we want things to be as normal as possible and, you know, have access to everything. But other than that, that's about it. So the plan is right now, 2021, you want to go to the Olympics and still compete for Team USA on the rugby pitch. Yeah, rugby pitch and track and field. So I'm trying to do two sports. No, so I want, you know, I always felt like you one of the top sprinters in the U.S. I always felt that I never really fully developed my potential in that. Um, and so now that I have time, I've been, you know, training with Michael Rogers, you know, Natasha Hastings, and, you know, D2 been, you know, been getting me right. So for me, I've been like, you know, really honing on, on my speed work and doing little things that I couldn't when I'm, when I was doing rugby so much, that technical aspects and, okay, I need to be more, you know, work on my body angles, get my hips through, little things like that. So when I do um, have a full or have a season that when I come back and I, and I do football, I'm going to rugby and track that. I put myself in a better position because I took advantage of the time that I could to get better. And I've seen a lot of people kind of shut, shut their season down and, you know, don't work on things that they could have worked on to get better. And I'm, I'm doing that. I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those because, I, especially in the track and field, where I'm a little behind because I'm not able to do it full time. So now that I got time, I'm really on my craft day in, day out, training hard and, and working on technical aspects. So, I've always wanted to do two. I tried to go do it in the Olympics in 2016, and I qualified for trials, coach. And at the same time, it was rugby, which, which was going to be the first time it was going to be in the Olympics. I, was like, I, I had to pick and choose. I had to choose rugby because I already knew I was going. So I was like, well, you know, they let me do indoors. So I was like, the next time I told them I want to do twice, two. Coach was okay with that. So I like I, I can I can do some damage. What prediction do you think you can do uh, in the 100 metres? I, I definitely know I can run sub 10. Without a doubt. I always knew I could. Um, it was just about putting everything together, which I've never really fully developed my potential. But I mean, I think I can go. I, I know I can run 9-9. I love track and field. It's, it's a part of me. I love running fast. And you know, running fast and on track helps me on a rugby pitch. So that's why I just love running fast in general and always trying to get, you know, faster and better because it goes hand-in-hand hand with me. And I see, I follow you on Instagram and you do loads of training on the, that athletics track. Even when in the normal season, you still do a lot of sprint yeah. work there. Do you think that's a really underrated way for a rugby sevens player to train? Oh, yeah. it's um. That's why I take advantage of it and I know how important it is. Um, because I know that if I took myself out of that position and only focused on doing the rugby-specific training, that I wouldn't be as gifted. I mean, I would be gifted, but I wouldn't be able to – I wouldn't be as, as – my full potential as an athlete, as a as someone who's fast, I wouldn't be able to reach that full potential. I maybe only get maybe 80 or 85 or maybe 90% of that. So for me, I know how important it is, and so that's why I dibble-dabble on both because – if I sacrifice, if I if I take one out of the equation, it's going to affect the other, and I stay on top of it. And a lot of people don't really do it because people look at my be like other athletes, be like, man, how do you do two train for two sports? They think I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's rugby in general is hard on the body. There's a lot of training, and I'm sitting here, I'm doing 
rugby training, then I'll go on my breaks and go do track and field training, sprint training, or whatever it is, because I know that it plays one helps the other. And I stay on top of it because I want to get the best of my ability and everything that's out of me. And I just, I take advantage because I, you know, I got one body, I got one life, so I'm going to get the most of them out of everything in me. So it, it plays a big factor on speed, speed, endurance, and that's how I'm able to keep excelling the way I am because I, I, I know how important it is. In what ways is the Carlinals of 2020 slash 2021 at the next Olympics different to the Carlinals from Rio 2016? I'm smarter in ways that you know, if it's training or if it's things that, you know, personal stuff about life, but doing things that that's not really, not, not, that's, that's, some things you could do that's easier, some things that's not, that you kind of share with like, well, I don't want it. it, it doesn't come as easy, you know, but I stuck my nose in things that don't come easy and, and been more adamant about it, been more consistent about it, and, and things like that, it's not much, but, but anything makes a difference at the end. Those little minor details, well, well, is the difference between a, a gold in life or in, in your sport or missing out on everything. I just work hard every day, then whatever the future holds, it holds. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel Podcast. Big thanks to Carlin Isles and also to Andrew Binner. You can follow Carlin on Instagram as Carlin Isles, and Andrew is just. Andrew Binner. I'm Eddie Knowles with an I and an E, and we are Olympic Channel across all platforms. If you found today's episode enjoyable, then I highly recommend checking out our interview with the man who guided Fiji to Olympic gold at Rio 2016, coach Ben Ryan. It is a tiny dot of an island in the middle of the Pacific, and there's not too many things that Fijians in the past have been globally recognised for outside outside tourism and, and now rugby. And I think everyone was very proud and, and they all felt they had a part of the ownership of that team. They, in some way, they were, they were part of the, 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 the gold medal. Olympic Channel Podcast. I really love that episode. Go over to olympicchannel.com forward slash podcast if you want to go and have a little deep dive into our archives. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes or that Ben Ryan episode, then please do give us a five-star review on the podcast app. That would be tremendous. That's it for now. Stay safe and see you very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.